This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was my there we go. So who she does it again? Welcome back to another episode of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Lure. The whole gang is here again. I got Richie and Bobby with us. Jeez. That's is that just a thing he does every time I, now? I'm wondering what he's got going on there. I'm kind of liking it. it it's it's kind of cool, you know. Isn't well, turkey season over? Almost. Almost over. Okay, then after turkey season, then I can't do it. Yeah. Okay. Then he's going to get into something else. Probably. <laughs> you could just be like a drowning fish and just stay over there and be quiet. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to talk about fish again. Yep. Um, fishing has been interesting. We've, uh, you know, we talked about it last week, but you can get into fish and see them, but they're not you know, reacting or, you know, we just haven't really gotten into a hot bite yet. But uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, neutral and negative fish. Uh, Bobby will explain. It's not a math lesson, I promise. So hang with us here. Besides, he couldn't explain it anyway. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if he can explain it. But we're just going to. No, but I can show you. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to. On a whiteboard. Oh, my God. Talk a little (laughs) bit about uh, just how to, you know, approach, you know, whether fish are biting, whether or not lethargic versus active. And uh, I'll let you guys just take it away. Where are they, Bobby? Well, you know, when, when you have, you know, you can see fish on your screen. You know, you, you start getting those doubts. Are they the fish that I'm targeting? Are they, you know, yeah, all of this stuff goes through your mind. You run your gear through there. It's been working or it, you know, it's early in the season. Man, I don't have the right color on There's a lot of things that go into triggering a fish to bite. You've got everything from movement to color to, you know, especially when you start talking about walleye. Walleye are a predator. They are going to eat anything they can get in their mouth as long as they think they can get it in their mouth. So when you start using the right colors, uh, you know, the, the, temperature is just right everything's just right and everything is it works in your favor and you just pick up a whole bunch of fish man that's great it's great but early in the season especially and certain times of the year when you have pressure changes you have different things that, that happen throughout the year you know those fish are either neutral or go into what you would call a negative state of not wanting to bite. How do you get them to bite? Well, all of all of the things that we've talked about, you know, over the years about the different different types of things to do all adds into, you know, first of all you're running your gear that you, that you're running that you're confident in. It's not working. You go through there, you go through there, backwards, forwards, you know, different directions, and those fish aren't biting. Then you got to start looking at speeds. Slow way down. Slow way down compared to what you generally would. Make it stay in front of their face. Don't be afraid to change colors. 
Don't be afraid to, to put something else on that's a little bit different than what they have been looking at or seeing on a daily basis. You know, uh, Rich has a, has a great scenario. The, the other day, he was up fishing banks after the uh, tournament. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got to tell you, when you got a, a walleye tournament on there, everybody's gone through there with all their different stuff, whether it's a crank, whether it's bottom walkers, you know, you name it, jigs, you know, they, they've seen everything. Put on something a little bit different. Put a little bit different color on, something that, that kind of catches their eye. You know, is what you're doing is you're trying to get that fish to want to bite. You know, I, I, I want to eat that thing. And they're not really into feeding at that time, but something will trigger them. And it's a matter of speed, colors, you know, like I said, all of the, all the stuff that adds into that is your water temperatures, time of day, direction that you're going, you know, all of those things add into try things a little bit differently than what you generally would. Don't be afraid to change and slow that speed way down. I'll tell you what, you don't know how many times we've got fish to bite. You know, we've gone through there, we've run the colors that, would, that have been working, and all of a sudden nothing's working. They're sitting down there, and you slow way, way down. Keep the stuff in front of their face. Take off, slow down, take off, slow down. Do something that's going to trigger them into wanting to bite that bait or your lure one way or another, you know, turn around and stop and run jigs, run sonic bait fish, run something over the top of them to where you're working and you're staying in their face, getting them to want to bite, add different scents, you know, try something a little bit different. But the thing is, is you will trigger a fish. You know, it's the difference of, catching a fish or a couple fish and not catching any fish at all. And uh, I'd add one thing to that, and that's size. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> because one of the things that I find a lot of times is uh, if you put a big old profile on like a wally pop, for example, sure. if, you're, if we're talking about walleye fishing in particular, um, and you're not getting bit, not getting bit, and then you decide, okay, well, I've got to change something. And I like to, the other thing I like to do is change at least, just change one thing at a time too. Don't change everything all at once. Mm-hmm. You're trying to, as I say, crack the code. And if you are trying to find patterns in what's working, if you change everything and all of a sudden that's not working, what thing should I keep and what should I not keep, you know, as far as changes go. So I usually make subtle changes until I kind of dial in what's going on. But size a lot of times can make a difference going from that, big wally pop to a 0.8 smile blade a couple beads and a small worm yeah and that'll make a big difference and and that's you know bobby mentioned the um example i had from this past weekend uh thanks to a few tips from eric broughton one of the maxler pro staffers i had talked to him and he fished the tournament had some success i caught a couple fish one day i really got schooled and couldn't figure out what the heck was going on uh not enough time on the water and Talking with Eric, he said a little deeper and a little smaller. And so uh, when we got out there, the next time I fished, and I put those things into practice, went a little deeper, 
slowed way down. I fished like winter speeds, 0.4 to 0.6, uh, real small smile blades, 0.8s, dark colors, slow speed, and just kept grinding. And eventually we got fish to bite. And uh, once we kind of figured that out, then we actually put some fish in the boat. But it was, you know, those fish were neutral or some of them maybe negative, not wanting to bite at all. Because you could see them on a graph. And, you know, that's kind of interesting that the day that I didn't do well at all, I saw them on the graph, but I was trolling too fast and too big a profile. I know that's my, sure. my biggest problems. Well, I think it's true with kokanee too, you know. Well, how, how many times have we seen, you know, using dodgers and squitters go through, catch fish, catch fish, catch fish, and then all of a sudden they shut off? Yep. Typical salmon, just shut off. Turn around and take the dodger off put flashlights on right put on a double whammy kokanee pro you know a beaded profile and go through them and start catching fish again right. i mean up. it's happened numerous times and the one thing that we always do and it's a lot easier when you're trolling like that um versus bottom walkers but uh it, uh, the principle is the same no matter how you're trolling if you zigzag a lot, which we do just by way of practice, and sure. you learn some things, is my inside rod getting bit over my outside rod? Faster, slower. Faster, slower. Yep. You know, Bobby and I like to trick the kokanee a lot of times. If we're having trouble getting them to bite, we'll see a school, go over that school, wait till we think the gear's right on them, turn the motor off. Yep. Let the gear flutter, put it back into gear and, and go. And... uh you know, just all these little techniques that help these fish get a little more active and actually want to bite your gear makes a big makes a big difference. Big whether you're going to catch fish or not. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. You know, when the fishing's good, the fishing's good, and and you can go yeah. out and catch them. You know, virtually on anything. But when you're having to work for fish, when they're they're in that neutral state or negative state, then you've got to figure out what what's going to trigger them, and you got to play with stuff. You know, I, I, I will always say this. I fished with, with uh, one of the best jig fishermen I've ever fished with in my entire life is, is Pete Roscoe. Mm-hmm. Pete yeah. Roscoe designed the crippled herring. He's designed the Erie Deeries. He designed a number of different lead, lead jigs. He designed the sonic bait fish for us. I've watched him stand in one spot with 10 guys on the, on the uh, dock, everybody casting using the exact same lure exact same lure and pete's the only one catching fish you know why because pete's fishing it differently he's doing a little twitch he's doing reeling a little faster stopping it twitching it reeling faster twitching it reeling faster twitching it everybody's else casting and reeling it in right using using jigs will, will really teach you a lot about getting fish to bite and watching what triggers them into biting is a matter of, of movement, speed, uh, obviously colors all add into that. And it's a matter of, a matter of, of what, what combination is going to work. So don't, don't just troll over the top of those fish and, oh my God, nothing bit there. Let's go on to the next, try to find another school. You got fish there, fish to the fish. Absolutely. And find what is going to trigger them into biting. 
Yeah, we'll try everything. You know, one of I mean this this whole deal that you know with Eric's little tip out there, going back to the walleye now, for example, I could see fish on the graph at 27, 28 feet. Those fish would not bite. Sure. And after he gave me those the 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 tips on what worked for him. I even tried those fish again at slower speeds. Those fish still would not bite. Sure. But drop off to 35 feet, those fish would bite. And sometimes we've seen that with kokanee. Big yeah. school, not bite, drop below them. A yep. few scattered fish below, those fish will bite. Yep. School won't bite. I mean, you just have to play. And like I say, my favorite thing is crack the code. Yep. You've got to crack the code. Once you figure out what that is... You know, then that's when you're going to have better success. But, you know, you have to pay attention to the details. And I think what you said is kind of important. We see so many people, uh, and we're talking about trolling fishing here, troll right through and not get bit and just keep going or get bit and keep going. Oh, yeah. And then look for <laughs> another group of fish just thinking, well, I'm, I, what I've done there is good. Uh, I'll just keep going, and they'll just go for a long ways. And, I, and we always say troll with purpose. Yep. And and Bobby's thing, fish to the fish. And so if you find biters, turn around on them biters. Now, that doesn't always work with the walleye especially. Um, I found right now that uh, fish were not on spots, and I couldn't turn on fish and have the same success. What I needed to do was be just consistently where I was seeing fish on the graph and just work an area, you know, a larger area. I couldn't just turn. I got to sure, bit and turn sure. and have that work, which is a, that's kind of a winter pattern sort of thing anyway. And the kokanee are often that way as well. You know, you just don't, you just don't turn on them a lot of times. You just need to keep finding little groups of fish and, and uh, enticing them to bite. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it comes down to a few things. Your speed, how the profile of the gear that you're running, right. running something a little bit different as far as color and basically working the fish from different directions. You know, that's one thing that, that uh, you know, people don't really pay attention to is the fact that you get bit going one direction through yeah. the school yeah. and you don't get bit going back through them again the other way. Yeah. But you turn around, you get bit again. Hmm. Let hmm. me think about this. Details, the details. Well, the little <laughs> details like that. So your your speeds, your profile, your colors, and how you're presenting that bait. Maybe you have to slow way down. All right. So and SPC squared plus D over X. Correct. Okay. Well, there's well there's one more, and that's that is S, and that's scent. And I wanted to just yeah. mention one of the things that that I found is. Uh, you know, I get to thinking when fish don't want to bite that way that you need to do something, you know, a little bit more to piss them off or entice the bite, whatever it is. Different. Garlic is an irritant, and I often use garlic for things like that when it's kind of tough. But one thing I found on this walleye trip was uh, anise. And sure. I don't normally use that for, for walleye, but I had anise crawfish, Procure's anise crawfish. Anise? Or Anus. Some people say it that way, especially okay. if you're in junior high. Anus, bloody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not that. Bloody tuna. And, but anus, anus crawfish, I started using that, and it was immediate. I mean, it was. It was like, okay, there's part of the code. I mean, exactly. It was, it was, exactly. Multiple, it was multiple things. Scent. 
But the minute I started using that, then we went to that and every rod started getting bit. So sure. it was just a little bit of an irritant, something else strong. Yeah. Something that got them going. So do you have an S on your formula? I got SP, the speed. I got to go S squared. S squared. S squared. Scent plus presentation, color, very important. So I squared it. Yeah, yep, yep. Plus uh, depth. Size. Depth. Size. And all over X, which is just putting it all together. Yeah. There you go. And then you get your uh, number of fish you're going to catch, which is a limit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, we, we, that's the optimistic. Part, yes. So make sure you put that in your little notebook that you probably put that equals you, equals uh, L the crawfish garlic hey. equals L in your notepad. Hey, you know what? People should do that though. Yeah, we talked I mean, about that previously, but yeah, it's they should important. do that because I went right back to my notebook and looked at things for this time of year. But the, the one thing about it is, it always write down water temperature. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, because right it's you know that that kind of that matters a whole bunch. And one thing Eric told me is he. He keeps really close track, and I think he measures water temp at depth, um, which is what I really need to start doing rather that, rather than surface water, because you know, in that lake, especially with on the walleye with the water running that way, it can be colder, yeah. deeper, you know, the way it is. But anyway, he said ten degrees colder than the same time last year. Right. right. That's a big deal. It is huge. That means we're fishing more like early spring conditions. Right. And so you got to change your mindset because yeah, I looked at my. I looked at my book and I saw a few things and I tried those and had l- very limited success. But what I, that was a piece I didn't have. And once he, he clued me in, yeah. then I started having success. Yeah. Yeah. So that the details matter, Britain. It's a formula. And uh, yeah, this was a good math lesson. Yes. Yes. You just got to keep trying different combinations until you get the right answer, right? That's right. Crack now, code. Now, Crack now, code, now, baby. Now there will be a quiz There's at the a end test. of the day. There'll be a and, quiz. Yeah. And to answer, you have to go follow us on Instagram and <laughs> Facebook. Perfect. You have to also subscribe to this podcast, and we will announce the winners next week. <laughs> or or not. We're poor, anyway. so you're not going to win anything. But <laughs> pride. pride. Pride, not prize. Yeah. So um, the three of you listening, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, we're going to get going here. But uh, appreciate you listening. Make sure you go do all of uh, that. Go Follow us on social media and subscribe because the only way we'll be able to keep doing this is if you keep listening. Until next week, we will talk to you later.